Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Glenn hit the nail on the head. Um, he was talking about how, you know, the, 
enemy is always trying to pull us back, right? And starting your day with negativity is a great way to set off the rest of your day if you want to feel like you want to stay in the negative headspace. But the reason that I'm here on a weekly basis and why it's an important room for me to show up to in the morning is that relentlessness and that resiliency that it's helped me build in understanding my mission in this world. You know, they gave me a segment a while ago because I like to share the insights of how I did what I did very openly with people. But it's not that I'm more successful than anybody else. It's that as a collective, we help each other, you know, sharpen our swords. You know, as I, iron sharpens iron, so sharpens the man's countenance of each other, right? By being around friends, we truly do get better. So what I typically do in these segments is I'm going to go live on YouTube. I'm going to actually break down some insights, and it's going to come from the perspective of somebody in the real estate industry. Now, the reason I say that is you need to look at things through the lens of your industry, no matter who is teaching, right? Today, we're going to be discussing why 90% of agents fail in this business, because that is literally going to be the answer as to how you can double your business, right? You want to grow 100%, you need to look at why you're not growing. And then see what you can do to change those things. There's two things that I look at on a regular basis. I look at my actions and I look at my ambitions. Typically, I map my ambitions first. And then I look at what my actions are. And on a weekly basis, I'll typically review my actions and see, do they map to my ambitions? If you've never met me before, I don't really do this very often, but I'll give you a little bit of context to who I am and where I operate. And then I'll give you some insights on how to join me live 530 in the morning on the East Coast so we can chop through these 10 different reasons people fail in this business. 90% of people fail in this business, in a business that everybody thinks is very, very easy. So my name is Justin Conoco, based out of Southwestern Ontario, Canada, the heartbeat of my markets, London, Ontario, Canada, but I cover a very large territory. I own three companies with my beautiful, amazing, intelligent wife, Prime Real Estate, Prime Media Productions, and Prime Media Agency. Prime Media Productions and Prime Media Agency came via just necessity for the real estate company. So I used to be all of those companies myself in a 200 square foot office um, with a virtual assistant and my wife. And in the beginning, just wanted to sell one house. Had a really hard time doing that because I was just in an industry that I didn't know much about. My background was marketing, advertising, and hospitality. I was a bouncer, then I was a bar back, then I was a bartender, then I was a manager, then I was a DJ. I just worked my way up through the entire company and, and used what I learned in hospitality to build what I build now because it's a service-based industry dealing with thousands and thousands of people. And what I learned is no different than hospitality. Real estate is two things, marketing and sales, right? You need to tell people who you are so that they show up to your location, whether it be hospitality or real estate. Then you need to really deliver to them on what you promised them you got them there for, right? So in real estate, I'm going to go over this live, but it's marketing, booking appointments, and then following up on those promises. So the reason I give you a little bit of context there is so that, you know, whether you own a sneaker shop, whether you're a consultant, a speaker, whether you have a coffee shop, you need to market, you need to get appointments, people coming into your location, and you need to be able to follow up on those promises. But there's some core things that are baked into all of us that we struggle with that we're going to dig into. These are collaborative sessions. So if you click the link at the very, very top of the room in Clubhouse, 
it's going to bring you to my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is very special to me because I've really gotten clarity on this is the place where I can over deliver on the concepts that I'm working through more so than that. They'll get feedback questions and create content that is going to help other people see that what we were able to do, they're able to do as well. So again, because this is a private, semi-private audio room on Clubhouse, you know, I can share and I never share stats. They're not in my bio. You won't really find them anywhere. But we're on track to sell about a half a billion dollars of real estate. We've only got about 26 people. A large amount of them are salaried. Our production companies doing work with people in the NHL, the legal industry, hospitality, fitness. Like we are efficient. We are tactical. We are nimble. And we are taking mandates in the real estate space from some of the largest global brokerages that we have no business competing against. I'm going to tell you how I did it, but I'm going to tell you where I struggled in the first decade so that you can springboard, whether you're in the real estate industry or not, you can literally probably do what I did in half the time that I did it. So we're going to have some fun. I see Dora Maria is already on the live stream. If you're on the live stream on YouTube, just drop a comment. I'll give you a shout out. Um, one of my other favorite things about this platform is it allows you to get exposed to my community. So if you're looking to grow your profiles, the easiest way to do that is to show up. Those who show up, grow up. And I've seen that consistently. So I'm going to go live. Let me just shut this one screen down super quick. And then we're going to run through the 10 reasons why 90% of people fail in the real estate business. Oh, before that, though, I'm going to give you guys a nugget. So I thought about this this morning as well. I'm like, I want to give you something that you can apply to your life that may save you a whole lot of time. And it's here. Let me just go live on YouTube. And then I'm going to screen share and I'm going to give you guys something that is absolutely changing the game for us in terms of how we title and do our descriptions for YouTube videos, maybe coming up with ideas or writing property descriptions or anything. So we are live on YouTube right now. Holy guacamole, there's a lot of people in the chat. I see Dor Marie, virtual hug, you are a rock star, my friend. I see Kimberly Farr, she's always there in the morning in the chat. Nice to see you, Kate Volman, best email list on the planet. She has an amazing newsletter. Um, she's a really good example of somebody that can inspire me to create better content through her content, right? So go check out Kate Volman, Derek Bixler. He's got a really cool show. I'm bringing on agents from different areas across the country, North America. Again, he's doing the thing. So check him out, Sheila Santini, Coach Kim. I see you, champion Tom Popelka. He's an absolute beast. So check this out. Artificial intelligence is one of the most fascinating things I have ever seen. So I'm sharing my screen now. And what you see, hopefully, if you're on StreamYard, and I'll explain this from the audio perspective, is you see something that says video titles, a little bubble that shows a YouTube symbol, and 90%, why do 90% of agents fail? And you see keywords to rank for real estate, real estate coaching, and education. This is an application called Jasper.ai. I absolutely had to share this with everybody on Breakfast with Champions because this is going to save me hundreds of hours a year. And Jasper.ai, what it does is it uses artificial intelligence to rewrite or create copy, titles, descriptions, pretty much anything you can think about. So if you're in Clubhouse right now, click at the link at the very, very top. I'm going to create a title just really quickly so everybody can see how it works. The coolest thing is, you know, this is something that I've probably spent, you know, 25, 30 hours of my time already this year trying to create titles for videos on the fly. And because I'm able to jump into this and say, you know, 
um, time blocking and strategy. If I just said, what's this video about time blocking and strategy? Strategy, if I learned how to spell at 5.30 in the morning, and then I wanna rank for real estate, real estate coaching and education, I can generate a slew of artificial intelligence created titles that are gonna track very, very well on YouTube, right? How to use time blocks for real estate coaching and education, the power of time blocks in real estate, 10 tips for time blocks in real estate, achieving your goals faster. Then what I can actually do is I can take this exact title that was just created and I can say, I'm gonna take 10 tips for time blocks to achieve my goals faster. And I'm gonna go and I'm gonna create a description off the title. So all I have to do is put in the actual title, rank for the exact same keywords, and then it'll generate the description. I know this is a little bit off topic, but I do think it's incredibly valuable for people to understand you do not have to do it yourself. Amy Mitchell was asking what the website name is. It is jasper.ai. I'm using this these days to create my listing descriptions for my properties. That's how powerful it is. It SEO ranks, it is absolutely bananas. I can actually indicate I have a beautiful property like front and Grand Bend. Um, I wanna rank for keywords of real estate and Grand Bend and I can create the description through this application. So I just, I really did wanna share this tool for anybody that's doing anything on social media um, or needs help with copywriting instead of necessarily going on Fiverr and paying, you know, 200 bucks every time you need a good copywriter to write something for you, 50 bucks a month, this thing's an absolute time saver and incredible. And I always tell people on the live streams, this is where I live. We do have beaches in Canada. So that's our pretty little town that we live in. But Let's get right into it and let's talk about why 90% of agents fail in real estate. And then what we're going to do is we're going to try and do about a 15 to 30 minute, just chopping it up, open Q&A. Um, this content's exclusive for Clubhouse. So the way that I typically do this is I'll go live on YouTube. People are in the chat. You can ask questions. We can feature you. Then we jump back on Clubhouse for some more exclusive content. I pull this video down typically about six hours after I post it, and then my media team will chop it up and use it for other content. But there's a lot of the exclusive Breakfast with Champions stuff that I'll show here that I will not show publicly. And that's why like my segments are at 5.30 in the morning because the world is asleep and I can share a lot more and take it down before too many people actually see it. So I can tell you the number one reason I think real estate agents fail when they come into the industry for the first time is they think it's gonna be easy. Right, I think part of the reason of that is they watch Selling Sunset and they read headlines in the news and they see just the sheer amount of headlines and sales that are happening. And they're like, well, you know, anybody with a license can sell a house. And that that's probably true in a seller's market, just like you don't really need an agent to sell your house. You could actually just put a sign up yourself and you're probably still gonna sell it. But to get the actual sales and do the deals, I'm gonna share a very simple statistic. If you look at a balanced market where there's four months of inventory, right? So what defines a seller's market is if we didn't list another house tomorrow, it would take about four months to rip through the inventory. That's considered a balanced market. The market that we're in right now, we have less than a month's worth of inventory. There was a point where we had less than a week of inventory. So if we stopped listing houses yesterday, in a week, we'd have no more houses in the entire city to sell, which is absolutely bananas when you think about it. People don't know that though, right? They see the headlines, they see the industry and they just rush towards it. No, no different than 20 years ago when I was in school and every kid wanted to be a coder or learn how to code so they can get into the tech space. We all know that 
that bubble and the amount of people in that space, albeit the valuable people are still insanely highly valuable, many of them didn't necessarily end up with the same job positions that they wanted out of the gate. And a lot more people ended up in that industry. Skilled trades is the industry that I think right now is going to be that next wave, right? Carpentry, electricians, plumbers, anybody in my market that has any skill set in that space is going to have the ability to make six figures in that space over the next call it 10 to 15 years, because there's just such a lack of skilled trades and such a high demand for it. In the real estate space, one of the, the reason that 90% of agents fail and why I said they think it's going to be easy is because they enter an industry with an expectation that the demand for real estate agents is insanely high, when in reality, the demand for really good agents may be insanely high, but it actually takes a serious amount of time to kind of get to the place where you get that referral business. So a quick tip for people in the real estate space, five years is about how long it takes to get a good solid referral business. And I can tell you it's the same thing in most other businesses. We're seeing that in the production and the media space. We only work by referral only. We're not really interested in just doing production work for anybody and everybody. We're very selective about our clients, but we've been doing it for about three years consistently. And that's where we're really starting to notice people are shouting our names from the rooftop and connecting us with the right types of clientele. So, you know, flipping that on the script and thinking this is going to be hard is a great way to shift your mindset. One of the most important things I do within my organization for my team and the people that I touch is giving them that perspective, right? Because in the beginning, it really did take me a while to get to the place where I realized that it was going to be really, really hard, but thank God it's hard because otherwise everybody would do it. The second reason that 90% of agents fail in this business is they are not committed to the process. So A, they think it's easy, but then B, they're not actually committed to doing the things that they need to do to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. So I shared earlier, it's either your actions or your ambitions that are going to create one or the other. People get into the business thinking, well, I want to create my own schedule. I don't want to you know, work for anybody else. I want to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it, which is fine, but they're not actually committed to doing the things that they need to do to create the business, which is again, market, book the actual appointments, and then fulfill your promises to the- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Those people, right? If you're a consumer listening to me, I bet you, you think agents are a dime a dozen, mainly because the service is very similar between all the agents. They set up a portal for you, you find your own property, they open the door, they get paid. You interview three of them to sell your house, they put a sign up, you may get a whole bunch of showings, maybe multiple offers, your house sells, it closes and then they never call you again. Or if you're in a balanced market, you list your house with an agent, maybe you list it for four months, they maybe give you one or two updates and then they call you a week before the listing expires, tells you they have a whole bunch of new leads, you should totally renew your listing with me, sign you up for another four months and then don't ever call you again, right? So the agents missed the boat on a few key points here where they don't think about being a high value proposition person for their client. And what can I do that's different than the crowd? 
right? What can I do to make sure that I'm committed to the process that I agreed to do with you from a consumer perspective? Well, I can tell you the number one thing there is communication. Over communicating with your clients is the easiest way to succeed in this industry, right? Being committed to over communicating with your clients is probably one of the most important things you can do in any service-based industry. If you have a signed contract or mandate with any one of your clients, very important that you're over communicating with them what you are doing for them. A couple tips on the real estate side, very simple in my business. If I have your property listed, you wanna know what's the activity, what are the leads I brought in, how many showings have we actually had, how many offers do we actually have? Then you wanna know what's happening in my market, what's the competitors doing, right? How many new listings were sold, anything sold in the area, did we miss out on any buyers, and what's coming down the pipeline? Then the last piece is, what are you doing to get my house sold? And again, if you're not in the real estate industry, think about this from your perspective, right? You have ultra high-end consumers that are paying, say, high-ticket coaching or something along those lines. They're going to have very similar questions. So what methodologies can you put in place so that you're communicating effectively with your clientele on a, ba on a consistent basis and being actually committed to the process? I would recommend you look at how do you time block your schedule so you can be committed to the process. Um, I get very distracted and I go down a lot of different wormholes. So I use my calendar and time blocking to make sure that I'm committed to the process of doing what I need to do, which brings me to my next point, which is strategy. There is such a lack of strategy in how agents approach this business. I think you do need to step back for a second and think about what you want to accomplish, how you want to accomplish it, and look for inspiration in other people around you. Right. I've spoken many times about the people that have influenced me in my business. I look at many different models to incorporate the strategy and how I'm approaching things. And the biggest thing is I'm not too precious about it where I'm not willing to change what my model looks like. Right. In the beginning, I was an agent that worked for a big box brand brokerage that you would all know. My wife, who I mentioned um, off channel before when I started this segment, is an absolute ninja. MBA from Ivy ran a consulting company in Yorkville. She is the kindest, sweetest, smartest woman on the planet. And what's fascinating is you'll never find her on social media, right? She is a big part of the strategy at Prime. And when we made that transfer from the big box brokerage, we changed our strategy and said, we're going to create something completely different. We mapped it out. We did an actual business plan completely around what our, our company was going to be in the beginning. And in the very beginning, our strategy was very simple. It was, well, we're going to be a consultant firm for real estate, just like a law firm or CPA, professional services, very, very high level. You're going to look at us and you're going to call us and feel like you're working with an actual company, not just Justin, the agent who's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. We thought bricks and mortar. We thought 4,000 square foot office. We thought 60 plus agents. We thought, well... The brokerage business is recruiting agents and going multinational and so on and so forth. As we progressed, you know, we realized that model is getting very, very busy. And, you know, the brokerage brokerage model was really just competing with each other. We also noticed that there was a very, very big commission compression happening in the industry from the agent and consumer perspective. We also noticed that there was a race to the bottom in terms of what brokerages were trying to offer agents to get them to go work for them. And I'm like, not in the agent recruiting business. We had a big shift there where we looked at our strategy. We said, no, 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 I, I'm an agent that's actually in production. I wanna be the best person on the planet that everybody knows 
calls and says, Hey, Justin, you know, even if you're not in my market, this is what's happening. What would you do? I just want to be that trusted name that you would call to say, Hey, I need somebody in Jupiter, Florida. I got your person, right? I need somebody in this area. I need somebody in that area. That was my goal, not hire as many agents as I possibly could. So we were literally minutes away from signing a 4,000 square foot lease for an incredible office building. And I walked away from one of the biggest investment opportunities of my life because the strategy didn't track to what we wanted. The investor in me was like, I'm leaving a ton of money on the table. What am I doing? I can't believe I'm walking away from this opportunity. But the strategy side of me was committed to the program. Realized that it didn't track very much to who Shannon and I wanted to be. Like when we actually sat down and said, what's the life that we wanted to create? We realized, yeah, you know what? This strategy isn't going to get us where we want to go. So anybody listening to this right now, what is your strategy? And trust me, you may have a strategy. Your strategy may be, you just don't have a strategy. So if you don't have a strategy, that's okay. You should be encouraged by this segment and think, man, I should sit down and think about what's my strategy going to be. Right. We've constantly made shifts in our strategy. We made another one recently where we thought, you know, instead of being that big box brokerage and opening one big flagship office, let's let's open a whole bunch of small offices in all the markets that we cover, right? Be like the Starbucks of real estate. And I noticed and audited and realized people don't want that. Agents don't want that. The only person that that really serves is me and my ego in terms of saying like, look at all my locations for prime, like to actually serve the consumer. They just want us to sell their house for the most money humanly possible, which is done through marketing and sales. And agents want freedom to travel to Costa Rica, Florida, Aruba, travel all over the globe and do their job with the support of the brokerage. So that's where we're headed now. We are going to be one of the best virtual brokerages on the planet that just empowers the best agents on the planet, quality over quantity. Um, and again, we're not, we don't recruit. We don't recruit anybody at our brokerage. We are built for actually selling real estate. So that is our strategy. Fourth reason, 90% of agents fail in this business, paralysis by analysis. I wish I could share with you guys our role play room we did yesterday. So we do a role play room Monday to Friday from 8.30 till 9 a.m. And we just chop it up. I feel like it's Kobe shooting buckets. I feel like it's Tiger Woods, you know, hitting golf balls and, and practicing. That's what we do, right? So a little tip for you is whatever industry you're in, what is the thing that you need to do on a regular basis? That is your version of shooting hoops by yourself in the gym or with a partner. Um, we do that. And we talked heavily about how especially newer agents always get stuck in paralysis by analysis. We'll send them a lead for a property, an incredible property, and they just get so scared that they don't know everything about the industry and they're scared of looking stupid, they don't make the call. And then they lose that client because the consumer on the other end, when Amanda Dahl is looking to buy a lakefront property in Grand Bend and she's sitting in front of a computer and she calls me on that property I just listed on Sherwood, she wants to talk to me about the property I just listed on Sherwood, like now. And if I don't call her and respond to her and have a conversation with her in about six hours, she's gonna be jet setting with Giselle Ugarte speaking on massive stages and real estate's gonna be the last thing on her mind. And in all that time that I took to try and learn everything about the Sherwood property and, you know, be able to answer every question she may not even have, she's moved on to the next thing, right? So in today's day and age, getting stuck in paralysis by analysis will cost you money. So ask yourself, are you getting stuck in paralysis by analysis? Is it starting a podcast? Is it starting a YouTube channel? Is it posting on social media? Is it calling that lead or that client? Are you getting stuck 
waiting to be perfect because you are going to get passed in this day and age by people that are willing to just press record and go live at 5.30 in the morning with maybe not the perfect face or the perfect segment and maybe I'll flub my words, but I promise you if I do this consistently over time, I am going to blow by those who are not willing to do the thing. The other point that I'm gonna make, and this is more like sales and strategic um, angled, is the other reason people get stuck in process by analysis, and I do understand this, is they wanna offer a very high level of service, right? They want to know their stuff when they have a conversation with that lead. The problem is you don't know who that person is yet and what problem they're trying to solve. So you may be making assumptions about what they wanna know about that property, but the highest level of service is opening your ears and listening and hearing what their issues are. And is it the best price? Is it closing date? Is it they don't understand the area and this is even a good neighborhood for them to live in? By just jumping on a phone with them and being open to conversation allows you to say, hey, Amanda, I hear you. You want Sandy Beach, you want it to be private, amazing. You want an open area for entertaining, awesome. You need 12 bedrooms because you're gonna bring people down here to mastermind, mastermind. amazing. Listening to what she wants allows me to turn around and say, you know what, let me dig in. I'm going to preview the property for you. You know what, we'll do a virtual tour. So I'll save you your time of actually flying down here. And then I'll bring you two other options that I think might make sense. That's a much higher level of conversion in this business than me trying to learn everything about one property and then just call her 12 hours later and miss the opportunity altogether. So I think paralysis by analysis is a big, big thing. The next reason people fail, they have no goals. And they haven't actually broken down their goals into a tangible number of how many phone calls they have to make or appointments they have to set to reach those goals. But Justin, I'm not really that type of person. Like I'm very fluid and I kind of just go with the flow and, you know, I'm not a salesperson. Neither am I. If you know me at all, I'm like the anti real estate agent, real estate agent. I have a thousand plus videos exposing everything about my industry. I'm sure the people that have pulled the curtain over the consumer's eyes for years hate me in my industry because I just try and expose as much as I can because I want the, the good people to win in this business. And there are amazing people in this business, but I can tell you, I was that person, right? I told you at the beginning of this segment, I would help you jump a decade into kind of where I am today. Goal setting is important more as a barometer. I believe in growth over goals all day long. I believe in 1% daily, just getting a little bit better, showing up every day and refining the process and that the game never ends is, is the best part of what we do and how you can become successful. Because if you love the game and you love the challenges and you love the growth, you'll have energy for days to jump in and battle it out. The goals piece, though, is important for you to understand where are you tracking and where do you want to go? So in the beginning, like I said, I didn't really have any goals. I just wanted to sell one house and then I wanted to sell a couple houses in the neighborhood. Then I wanted people to call me for a bunch of houses in the city. And then I wanted to grow the brokerage and do different cities and different territories. And I adjusted my strategy with that. When I started tracking my goals, I looked at, well, what's the metric in my industry that people look at that? that deems success, right? And I do know from a PL or profit and loss perspective, that's deals. And that's also, you know, income and expenses. Now, this is where having leverage is super important. My wife, I told you, is an incredible woman, very smart. So she runs a very, very tight margin within the organization. And she's constantly the one that's looking at the expenses side of the business versus the income side and lets me know where we're tracking. 
I'm more, I am more ephemeral on my side in terms of understanding the ROI of all the marketing that we do and that you're not going to see a direct ROI necessarily on something like a YouTube channel for quite some time. But at the same time, I also know I picked up a $1.8 million lead and a $3.5 million buyer off YouTube by showing up consistently and attracting the right types of people. So there's a push and pull between understanding that having goals is important and trying to track, you know, we did what about 350 million last year we're tracking about 500 million this year in terms of sales i know i want to i gave about a million dollars in referrals to my agents last year like direct here's cash in your pocket and think about that for about a team of 19 people the impact that that has on their lives i want to double that i want to give them two million dollars this year i want to you know track to do a thousand sales next year and you know my goal is to sell a billion dollars worth of real estate that's a goal right for me to just see where I'm tracking in terms of growth. And I can go back the 10 years that we've tracked. And I can tell you when I started actually tracking my goals, I started doubling them year on year on year because it simplified things for me. Oh, I, I just need more referral pipelines. If I gave out, you know, a million dollars in commissions to the agents on my team last year that came via deals, I got a lot of those deals from different referral partners from across the country. I'm on YouTube right now. I told you that I live in London, Ontario. I do Grand Bend. I do Port Stanley, St. Thomas. If you heard me say this and you hear anybody relocating to those areas, I'm now putting in the work to get those referrals coming back to my organization to knock it out of the park to hit the goals. But without knowing the goals and how I'm going to get there, I'm not conscious of it and I don't bring it up in conversations, right? So I think just tracking what you need to accomplish in those metrics is super, super important. The next biggest part for me because clearly my energy is like getting shot out of a cannon. I need focus. So I need a schedule. I've broken this down on other segments in Breakfast with Champions. I'm sure I'll do this again, but let me just explain to you how I run my schedule throughout the entire year. Faith, fitness, family, fun, finances. Faith, because if my heart is right with God, then I'm better prepared for everything in my life. It starts with that. If I pick up my phone and I start scrolling social media first thing in the morning, or I open my emails, stress bomb goes off, and I'm just, I'm, I'm in a weird place. It's hard to explain, but I'm in a very odd place. So I get my heart rate, then I get my fitness straight because I need my energy level to be high, right? So my fitness is everything from strength and conditioning to recovery to diet. I got to make sure that's dialed in. Then my family, I got to make sure I'm communicating with my wife. What am I doing? When am I doing it? You cool with that? She had, Ryan Serhan taught me this one tip. The most important thing I learned from Ryan Serhan in my years of mentorship with him was give your wife the golden hammer, he calls it. The ability to cancel any appointments I have after 6 p.m. any night of the week. So I don't do anything after 6 p.m. without her knowing about it and she gets to veto that whenever she wants. She never does because she understands that we're growing something and she also understands everything else we spoke about. But just the fact that she has that respect and the ability to do that makes all the difference in the world, right? So if my wife and my daughter are in a place where they know that they're getting my attention and they understand what I'm doing in my life, I'm gonna be better prepared then to do my job very effectively and not resent my job because it's stopping me from having the life that I want with my family or making them feel like they're a part of it. Because we all know that feeling when work takes over and we're not communicating with our spouses, and we get home and there's just this air of resentment that just builds on negativity, right? So faith, fitness, family, and fun. I like fishing. I like doing a lot of different things. Love photography. I have passions. And I have hobbies. I also try and habit stack and bring my hobbies together. My daughter loves fishing as well too. 
maybe it's not to the same extent that it would be if I went up with like my fly guide up north. But to me, it's more important right now in my life to be spending that time with her and just having a blast, you know, fishing off the dock for sunfish than it is going up north and trying to fish for steelhead. So instead of me going away for a two or three day vacation, I'm going to stack that fun habit with my family habit in my calendar. So I'm doing it the way that I want to do it. And the last thing I do is my finances. So if you notice my pattern, faith, fitness, fun, family, or sorry, faith, fitness, family, fun, finances. By the time I get to finances, I'm like, man, my schedule is pretty tight, right? I'll plan into my entire week. Those things, what do I have to do? I got to pray in the morning. I got to pray night before I go to bed. Then I'll go to say that my fitness. I got to work out in the morning. I got to do a little bit of stretching at nighttime. Then I go to my family and I'm like, okay, we're going to go on one adventure a week. We're going to go on one vacation a month. We're going to go away for two weeks every quarter. And we're going to go away for a epic family trip once a year. Goes in the calendar. Fine. What am I going to do? I'm going to go fishing once a quarter. I'm going to go paddle boarding once a week. I'm going to play guitar every day. Okay, that goes in the calendar. Then I look at my work. All right, what do I have to do that's effective for my work? I need to work on my business, which all of you know you need to do, yet you do not do it. Well, I'm going to do that in the morning because that's when I'm most effective. I need to find business. I need to generate appointments, right? I need to prospect, call people I know, call people I don't know, or call people I want to know. Ryan calls it his finder time. And then I need to do the things that I promised people I would do. So here's a super hack for you to help you get you know, five years ahead in whatever you're striving to do. I don't take appointments typically in the morning unless it's necessary or dollar productive. My clients know this as well too, and I honor their time. They call me, my, my A clients call me, and I'm like, hey, got to see this property? Done, we'll do it. Because I'm not rigid with this schedule, right? The framework is in place, but by not taking appointments in the morning, I can do my team delegation, I can work on my business, and I can find business all day, every day. On, um, sorry, that's my keeper time. Then my finder time, my prospecting time is also before lunch. So I do typically most of my morning routine stuff first thing in the morning, then I'll do my keeper, my finder time, and then I'll, my doer time is in the afternoon. Now I've adapted my strategy and my schedule over time to see what makes the most sense for me. And I've, I've looked for time hacks where, you know, I don't have to be driving around from one place to the next because I did recognize I was just driving from appointment to appointment to appointment. So by setting a schedule... Mondays, I'm in the office all day, the entire time. Tuesday is typically office day, usually appointments in the afternoon and evening if it makes sense. Wednesday, typically working from the home office, doing more strategy sessions and a lot of delegation and like, how do we move the ball forward on files for our clients? Thursday's media day. I'm in the office. We are shooting podcasts. We are shooting content. I have my media brain on. And here's the other super hack. No repeating appointments Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I don't do repeating appointments Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't have the repeating tasks in my calendar because if I want to take a three-day weekend, I can do it whenever I want. Now, I do work 85, 90% of the time, call it Friday, Saturday, Sunday's off. But by having that schedule set in place, it's called grease in the groove. You have this ability to become a lot more fluid that you know exactly what you're doing and when you're doing it. I know at 7 p.m. today without even looking at my calendar that I'm going to take everything in my brain, dump it on paper put it on my calendar and organize it. So I mind sweep and I time block. I know from 7.30 until eight o'clock, I have a tab on my browser that says comms, communications, that I'll right click and click open all. And it'll open Facebook business suite, my Instagram messenger, messenger, WhatsApp. I'll open up my emails and then I'll open up my messenger and I'll spend 30 minutes blasting through my communication. And because I've scheduled it and the way that I've structured it, 
I can effectively communicate a hundred times better than most people because I'm not jumping from one thing to the other. My email, I don't just refresh it throughout the entire day like most people. So there's not this anxiety and this weight behind it. I've communicated with my clients. I typically only check my email every six hours. I have an admin watching it 24 seven. Um, so not the best way to communicate with me. If the house is burning down, you got my cell, text me 90% of the time, nobody texts me, right? These are all things that I've put in place in my schedule to be able to accomplish a lot more. Back in the day, I felt like I was drowning. So everything I just taught you is what kind of helped me get to the place where I can manage multiple companies, multiple divisions and projects right now and do the volume at scale. I will say I'm going to go to seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, um, and then I'll jump back into the clubhouse room because we've got to wrap this up in a second. I pay for coaching. Um, Kim Walsh Phillips is up after me and I can tell you paying for access to people. I'm sure she could reiterate this is one of the very best ways to level up and add these components to your business. They've actually helped me get there quite a bit. I do hear a hot bike, but that's okay. Um, the seven, eight, nine, ten. I am going to go through those fairly quickly because I want to honor the stage and get back to clubhouse. Number seven is people's unwillingness to learn. I do think a lot of people aren't willing to put in the time to learn the skills or level up or be open to different ways of doing things. They think the way things have always been done is the way they are always going to be done. I can tell you the world is moving faster than you've ever seen. So be open. Also with that number eight, they're unwilling to adapt, right? The marketplace is shifting. I could say I want the Starbucks office count, but I can tell you that's not what people in my world want. They want to travel. They want leverage. They want mindset. They want accountability. They want support. And they want deals. They want actual business. So while every other brokerage on the planet out there is out there showing them, look how I'm going to make you rich and you know, look at the Instagrammable version of what a brokerage is. and We're going to do this, this, and this for you. I'm just trying to over-deliver on those other pieces. Number nine is they're terrified of rejection. Most people are terrified of being rejected, so they never try the thing that could change their entire life. The speaking, the business, the podcast, the YouTube, the picking up the phone and calling the lead, they're so terrified that they're going to get rejected. Trust me, I dealt with that more than anybody. I've always wanted to keep everybody happy, right? I want everybody to be my friend, um, regardless of their intention. I realize when I'm not defined by the world, when I'm defined by the big guy upstairs and me shining my light into the world. And if we can synergize, great. If we can't, that's okay too. I doubled my business. We talk about increasing your business 100%. When I can tell an investor, you know, hey, I know you think agents are a dime a dozen, totally understand it. The industry's done it to itself. You know, thankfully, I'm in a position where our value proposition is so high, investors are a dime a dozen as well. Like if we work together, the value that we provide, I am so confident that it is there comes with an area of exclusivity. And I know you don't want to sign a buyer's representation agreement, but you have to if you want access to my program because of how good it is. Right. The ability to say that to a consumer and work with the only the people that I really want to work with has allowed me to overserve those people. So don't be scared of rejection. Stand in your power. You are all beautifully and wonderfully made. I promise you that. And the number 10 reason before we wrap up this section of the video, I'll rip through the comments as soon as I'm done this, is no clear value proposition. So that little segment I just gave you about talking with investors, well, if you're an investor looking to get into real estate, I have deal flow like you've never seen. I have access to national deals, right? I have one of my clients that has a billion dollar balance sheet with projects coming up in Florida. Shout out to Amanda and all my peeps in Florida. I'll send you those deals when they're actually coming. I have off-market properties. I have multifamily properties you cannot find on MLS. That's a huge value proposition to investors, right? So what is your value proposition to the person that you're working with? And can you tangibly explain it? 
shout out to everybody in the comments. I didn't realize that maybe 10 points is a lot of points to rip through in an hour. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.